Welcome to Silly History, I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. Frederick Rohwitter was betting everything on his invention. He knew that it would make an enormous impact on American society. He drafted, built, and tinkered until finally his prototype was beginning to function the way he had imagined. Unfortunately, a fire broke out in his factory, burning everything to the ground and forcing him to start from scratch. After another 10 years of blood, sweat, and tears, Fred had successfully redesigned and built a new machine selling it to the Chillicothe Baking Company in Chillicothe, Missouri. A short while later, the first loaf of sliced bread was commercially sold on July 7, 1928. The rest, of course, is history. By 1942, there wasn't a single household without a loaf of sliced bread sitting on a kitchen counter or shelf. But America was engaged in a war with Germany, Italy, and Japan, and resources were precious and in short supply. Everything from gasoline and rubber tires to sugar and butter were being rationed. When it came to keeping up appearances, women got creative. They fashioned makeshift devices using screwdriver handles, bicycle leg clips, and eyebrow pencils to draw faux nylon stockings on their legs because nylon fabrics were now being shipped to factories for manufacturing rope, netting, and parachutes. As the year inched forward, so did the tightening squeeze on the availability of goods. The American people felt like they were giving up a lot for the sake of their troops and the cause, but the straw that broke the camel's back came on January 18, 1943. Claude R. Wickard, the Secretary of Agriculture and head of the War Foods Administration, declared the selling of sliced bread illegal. The goal was to save both wax paper, used for wrapping, and the tons and tons of alloy steel used to manufacture bread slicing machines. Well, housewives across America were outraged. If this wasn't a clear case of government overreach, then no one knew what was. Time magazine published a short commentary on the matter. To U.S. housewives, it was almost as bad as gas rationing, and a whale of a lot more trouble. They vainly searched for grandmother's serrated bread knife. Then came grief, cussing, lopsided slices which even the toaster refused, often a mad dash to the corner bakery for rolls. But most housewives sawed grimly on. In a letter to the editor of the New York Times, Wife and mother Sue Forrester from Fairfield, Connecticut, wrote, I should like to let you know how important sliced bread is to the morale and saneness of a household. My husband and four children are all in a rush before, during, and after breakfast. Without ready sliced bread, I must do the slicing for toast. Two pieces each, that's ten. For their lunches, I must cut by hand at least twenty slices for two sandwiches apiece. Afterward, I make my own toast. Twenty-two slices of bread to be cut in a hurry. It didn't take long for the band's efficacy to deteriorate. Less than a week after it was announced, New York City Mayor Fiorello LaGuardia publicly declared that bread slicing machines would again be legal to use, save for one caveat. The bakery would have to already own one. And that, of course, didn't sit well with the many bakeries that didn't own a bread slicer. The loophole even got one baker into hot water. A member of the New York City Bakers Advisory Committee, he publicly supported the ban 
but was then caught breaking the very same embargo he had championed behind closed doors. He was fined a thousand bucks, almost 18 grand in today's currency. Mayor LaGuardia may have had good intentions, but his workaround didn't help improve the situation. Finally, on March 8th, less than two months after it was first imposed, the ban was lifted. Newspapers informed grocery shoppers that their beloved sliced bread would once again grace the shelves of their local stores. They could pick up a loaf or two as soon as the next day. As for Secretary Wickard, he turned a blind eye to the anger he stirred up in half of the U.S. population. In classic political fashion, he claimed that it simply had to do with numbers. The government had quickly learned that they weren't saving as much as they originally projected, and realized that there was plenty of wax paper for both military and public consumption. Surprise, surprise. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a 5-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production.